Hello and welcome to the Jamcast on Hologram Radio. This is Alex Knight and I am joined by Aline Sims, founder of the Less Than or Equal podcast and science fiction writer Kate Tempest Bradford. In season two, episode 25, Out of the Past, the holograms find Emmett Benton's old diary. Reading it, they are reminded about how they first met, the origin of starlight music, and how synergy came into existence. They also discover that Jackie Benton, Jerrica and Kimber's mother, recorded a master tape of her concert in the 70s before dying in a plane crash. But when Eric Raymond turns out to have the only copy of the tape, he asks for a million dollars in return or to have controlling interest over Starlight Music. Stay tuned for an action-packed episode. Showtime, Synergy. Episode 51, written by Michael Charles Hill. I don't recognize the name, but it this is a very good episode, and seems like a, a, one of those types of episodes that Christy Marks would like to write, but I am not going to complain because it was very well done. So we're going to cry throughout this entire podcast, just so everybody out there is aware there's going to be nothing but tears and sobbing from here on out. Tears and sobbing. We open with the holograms cleaning out the attic at Starlight Mansion. Jerrica finds an old chest with hundreds of sheets of music written by their mother, Jackie. Jerrica and Kimber also discover their father's diary. Jerrica finds a chapter where Emmett Benton describes a young, 10-year-old Jerrica who takes an interest in Rio, a boy who recently moved in next door. He describes Rio as having a keen mind and being a natural technician. In a flashback, we see Kimber pulling Jerrica's arm, demanding they play dolls, and their mother Jackie calls Jerrica in to set the table for five, because Rio is joining them for dinner. Jerrica reads another chapter about whoa. Aja's arrival. Whoa, 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 we, we, no, no, we can't go past all that and not comment. Right. Mm. Okay, mm. I was hoping to finish the paragraph and then you no, can comment. No, but... finishing the, no finishing paragraphs, because we got we to gotta comment on this, Fine. this business with Rio, <laughs> because Aline made a noise. She, Aline did make a noise. Aline made her, I'm disgusted with Rio and I hate everything noise. And mm. normally I would be with you on the I'm Disgusted with Rio train. But I feel like this is the only episode in which I'm like, oh, Rio. Oh, I, I think it's because he doesn't actually say much. <laughs> you know, like we see Rio. He just looks cute. Right. Like he's just there. And we see Rio through Emmett Bennett's eyes. And Emmett is like very impressed with him. And then we see, you know, like little Jerrica being like, oh, he's so cute. Oh, and it's it's actually really adorable that you it know is. that that Jerrica has like always had this crush on him, and and he was the nice boy from next door and all that good stuff. And then he turned into a big giant jerk, and I can't help it. Ugh. Anytime I hear about Rio, because I know what a big giant jerk he is later, so it's just like yeah, like like you look at pictures of I don't know cute little weird like person who does bad things and you're like yeah they were a really cute kid but oh my god look at you know that's the true. awfulness that's true and i just it's just reflexive i hear rio and it's like ugh. uh same thing when you talk about the casino because like talk about the rio in vegas ugh. 
And people are like, what? <laughs> I just can't help it. I'm sorry. That is so sad. But it, 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 like, oh, I don't know. I just, I have such affection for little baby Rio. He's not really a baby. He's yeah. Like 11 or whatever, but. Uh, he doesn't really say anything in these, he did, in right. these flashbacks. So I just. Yeah. It's, it's the one good part of Rio that I can sort of <sighs> hold on to. I mean, His later silence. on he turns into okay. jerk Rio, but for uh, right now, moment, men. Right now, men's rights activists are, 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 are pissed at how they've silenced the man from being able to say anything. <laughs> yes. Well, oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, so where were we? Uh, setting the table for dinner. So, yeah, clearly mm-hmm. Jerrica, a young Jerrica here, is infatuated with, with Rhea, which is kind of adorable. I wouldn't say infatuated nope. at that age. I would just say had a crush on. Yeah. Okay. She's a crush. Crush, on the boy a next crush door. is a more appropriate word to use. Yeah. Sure. Jerrica reads another chapter about Aja's arrival to Starlight Mansion. At first, Kimber seems jealous that another foster girl is going to live with them. Jackie explains to Kimber and Jerrica that she too was once a foster girl and was shuttled from place to place without having a place to call her own never able to share the love of a family. But now she has her own family and has a chance to make other foster girls feel loved. So I love this. This is one of the reasons mm-hmm. why I love this episode. Because not not only do we have, you know, their mom being like, we're going to have some foster girls, but then you also find out because she was a foster girl. I love that. And I think this is actually the very first time that they really confirm like where Aja and Shayna came from, you know, cause like at the beginning of the show, they're just there, right? They're Jerrica and Kimber's friends. We didn't know that they all grew up together. And so this is just a really sweet aspect of this sure. backstory to say, like, not only are they, you know, just really good friends who also apparently play musical instruments randomly, but that they were, they're literally their sisters. I think that's so cool. And everything so far that I've seen, even though we're just basically at the beginning of this episode, this to me, this whole episode just as a whole, everything seems so much more real with what happens yeah. here. There's just, they they, they basically, it, it's absent of like just superfluous, stupid plot points, like things to just further the plot that are just totally absurd. This is more about characters. It's more character driven. It's about explaining backstories where they came from why they are the way they are and it just it seems more human and more real with the exception of obviously the holographic Mm -hmm. silliness stuff but even that has an explanation it's not silly right it's not silly it's great but yes i agree with you and it made yeah it made it made sense in a way that you know like the last episode where it was like oh well we'll just all happen to end up in london-ish at the same time isn't that a weird coincidence whereas you know like like a lot of the things in the show are contrived and that's that's fine it's not um necessarily an awful thing but sometimes it just if it it feels like a little much when you have episode after episode after episode where it's like this and it was really nice to have this break where like alex you were saying it's it's a backstory and it's it's real you know, it feels real, like it could happen. Yeah. And in another chapter, Emmett writes about how Jackie decided to start her own music career. So he also decides to start a record company 
Starlight Music, and also Starlight Foundation, which will receive some of the profits from the record company to further support it. It's an interesting time to be alive when you can just be like, my wife wants to restart her music career, so we've decided to start a record company. Just just did. They don't talk mm-hmm. about this a lot, especially since at the very beginning of the show, everybody's living in a big house, but the house is kind of falling apart. They need money from Starlight Music, whatever. And then they move into a mansion, but it's because they won it in a contest, da-da-da. But Emmett Bennett must have come from some kind of money, or maybe Jackie, Jackie came from money. That Yeah, that's something I wish they they could have gone into. I would have liked to know. I mean, all, all things considered, obviously that is not the focus of this episode, and I don't think it, it, it matters, but it would have still been nice to know a little bit more about the two of them, where they came from, what they actually did as careers. Well, I mean, clearly Emmett was a mad genius, and Jackie was a famous singer who never cut an album. But, you know. She was super famous or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what they did. Yeah. Also, just, goes, yeah, go I'm ahead. sorry. I just want to kudos to all the 70s clothes in this episode. <laughs> you know Even the hair. the hair. The clothes are all on point, but not in a ridiculous yep. way. It's kind of awesome. Yep. It was nice. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, back in 1987 or wh- wh- whenever this episode aired, I guess, I guess the 70s were a little more fresh in people's minds. Not to me, but that's, you know. <laughs> Emmett goes on to write about Shayna's arrival and how she seems to be isolated and alone. Jerrica tries to get Rio's attention, but she's not the tomboy that Aja is and wished that she would spend time making Shayna feel welcome. I'll just add in this scene where he's saying this, we actually see Aja helping Rio out in the garage and then Jerrica's kind of in the background looking kind mm-hmm. of not feeling very she's good in about a that. dress trying to get rio's attention with dresses we all know that rio doesn't care about dresses he cares about wrenches he's a boy i also liked aja's hair the short hair mm-hmm. yeah and notice how I it's thought... blue mm-hmm. yes and shana's is purple and mm-hmm. no one has made a comment on this they're just like yeah we just accept all these foster girls with these strange hair colors Man, right, in this though. world those are totally f- natural colors Totally natural. Yeah. Young Jerga asks her mother how she can make Rio pay attention to her. Her mother tells her to stop chasing Rio and pay more attention to Shayna. And we actually see her. I kind of feel sad for her, but she's kind of like, you know, in a field position by herself, looking real sad. And She's not in the fetal position. Well, okay. She's just... She's, she's just got her arms wrapped around her knees. True. It's, Under knees. it's okay. basically like a very stereotypical, like, Sad, lonely girl pose. Yeah. Jerrica explains that Shayna never says anything, but her wise mother tells her that perhaps she never stopped to listen. So basically, Jackie's just the best. I mean, yeah, yeah it is. Jerrica, <laughs> it's hard to get mad at Jerrica because she's only, what, 17 here? Maybe even younger? No, she's not. She's like 12. Oh, in oh this no, she's 12. This is, this is, yeah, this is when she's really yeah. young. So Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't know any better. So, though, notice how selfish Jerrica is she, already this is as a, a child. This is a common mm-hmm. thing with her. <laughs> Why doesn't Rio pay attention to me? And so she spends the rest of her life making Rio pay attention to her. And this oh, it's is bad. Why, it's this bad. is why when she becomes Jim, she still just can't let it go because she needs to have Rio pay attention to her. Yeah, that's a serious a problem. 
she needed this. Yeah. I have some things to say about that a little bit later on in this episode. Jackie plays a successful solo performance and Emma goes on about how he tested his new equipment at the concert. At an early age, Rio had a proclivity towards audio engineering and Emma mentions something about master tapes of Jackie's performance, which no one seems to know about. Shayna comes up with an idea to release a commemorative album of Jackie's work from the original tapes. Jerrica decides this is a wonderful idea and thinks Lindsay would love to have an exclusive preview of the music on her show. And on the Lindsay show, of course, next scene, Gem and the Holograms perform a Jackie Benton song called First Love. This song is great. What did what did the two of you think? Did I lose it? Is the connection dead? I don't. I'm just waiting. I don't. I don't think it's great. I. What? Oh my god! Wait. I'm sorry. What? I don't. I. I. I, I'm. No. I apologize. Okay, she's allowed to have an opinion. Let her explain. Yeah. No. 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 Totally cool. Tell me why. I don't. It's just. Mm-hmm. I think I'm not a love ballad person. Uh. I think I'm not a love ballad person. All right, that's enough. legit. That's legit. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like Tempest likes the song. Girl, I love this song. <laughs> I, this is... It, I have loved this song ever since I first saw this episode. There is Yay. something about it, and I think it's like the actual musicality of it. Um... And, and like the way that the, the melody and the lyrics like build really well together. And I love well, and singing it. And it's Jerrica's mother and it's sweet. Well, yeah. And it's Jerrica's mother and it's sweet. But also it's just, it's just a good, I feel like it's just a good song. And, and I don't even know like how to go into it, but it's, it's just one of my favorite, favorite gem songs. Like top five, love this song, have always loved this song. And also the other song in this episode, like basically the songs in this episode are like so high on my list, just like this episode is so high on my list. I just love it. I think that it's nice that it was like a song from written in probably the 70s, maybe the 60s, and they didn't try to go a disco route with it, which I kind of feel like they could have done and maybe would have been a bad decision. Right. It's showing off Kimber's, like where Kimber learned this and kind of how she has this knack for songwriting. I think also there's this timelessness to um, Mrs. Benton's songs. I don't know. I, I, I did think that was nice, but I don't know. I just, I hear love ballads often, not always, but often. And I'm just kind of like, Ugh, I'm not a very romantic person, apparently. That's okay. That's legit. Yeah. At Starlight Music, Gem and the Holograms are searching for the master tapes but have come up with nothing. They decide to search Emmett's diary for a clue of what happened to the tapes. We hear several diary entries, one about Jackie officiating over a friendship pact in a treehouse between Jerrica, Kimber, Shayna, and Aja. In another entry, Emmett describes how Jerrica continues to have a difficult time adjusting to her mother's growing absences as she travels the world 
to perform. That again, like this is another thing that I feel like this is realistic that a kid wouldn't really understand. And so the, you know, they just have this emotional reaction. Like you must not love me. Right. Right. And that, that does make total sense. And that's what is partly so heartbreaking about this scene is that, you know, there, there are a lot of parents I'm sure who, who are not necessarily singers, but they have to travel for their work. They have to deal with the fact that their kids get upset about the fact that they're gone so much. And they say things like, oh, I hate you. Or if you love me, you wouldn't go or things like mm-hmm. this. I mean, that again, as you said, it's all really real. And it's just one of those things where you can totally understand where everybody's coming from in this scene. And it's, it's, uh, and yeah, so I'm well, going to start crying. Excuse let, me. Yeah. Let's, let's get to this here. <laughs> Well, so let's talk about the scene, the preceding scene okay. in the treehouse. Like, wasn't that, that was amazing. That was scene. adorable. And um, I don't know, just another, another great display right. of really cool parenting and creative parenting. Yeah. And, um, you know, it just, it was cute. And I like Also, it. just I for cons- I- compare that. Uh, oh, well, I just remembered. Okay. Because the two of you haven't actually seen the Gem live action movie, but this is just such a stark contrast between the this scene and the movie and the personas of the, what are supposed to be the same characters. Because in the in the cartoon in this scene here, they're making a pact to always be friends, basically to have each other's back. And in the live action movie, Jerica goes behind her best friend's backs and signs this contract, which basically right. says that the rest of the holograms are fired. Right. And that's, you know, I, we talked about this and I talked about my anger over this when we talked about that movie that doesn't exist. But again, I say this show has always been about how we start from that point. Like we see that it was all the way back when they were preteens or teenage girls when they made this promise to each other that they were always going to be there for each other. That was a lesson they learned as children that they brought forward with forward into the future with them and they keep it. That's what the show is about. Even though there are times when some people go, you know, Kimber gets a little upset, Shana gets a little upset, whatever. But the it always starts from a foundation of we are friends, we are going to be there for each other, nothing is going to get between us. And that's mm-hmm. what was so angering about that freaking movie and its entire stupidity, even though it doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, I'm the one that had to sit through it with only two other people in the theater. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> I'm so glad it doesn't exist. Yeah. One other question, though. Whatever happened to Leela? Wasn't that her name? Uh, yeah, girl? I was wondering yeah, about that. I wondered so, about her, too. There's like this foster girl, and it's like, she died of heaven. dysentery. Stop it. Aww. This is not the Oregon Trail. You are terrible. <laughs> and another thing that's kind of interesting is that Leela is also another little black girl. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, oh, that's just so cute. And I'm like, now I want to know what happened to Leela. Like, th- I feel like there should have been a little thing like, oh, I remember Leela. It's so great that she's the ambassador to France now or something. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that would have it would have been nice. But it also kind of... And and maybe this is, I don't know, maybe this is me reading too much into it. Imagine someone who dissects Jim and the Holograms for an, an hour every week. Um, but 
I think it kind of also speaks to foster care and how, you know, kids kids come and go. Maybe maybe she was reunited with her family. Maybe, you know, maybe she was taken by mistake and was only there for, you know, a couple of weeks while they went through paperwork or whatever. Like in foster, when you foster kids, sometimes you never know what happened to them. Yeah. That's very sad. But I think that that's one of the things that is so interesting about how this keeps coming up in this show. You know, the the realities of being a foster kid, being an orphan. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'd like to think that she found a forever home mm-hmm. and that she's the ambassador mm-hmm. to France. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. Well, let's move on and sort of uh, go back to this whole ordeal with Jerrica being unable to cope with her mother's continuing absence. Because this is a very, very difficult and emotional scene in this episode. Just when you thought it wouldn't get any more emotional. But before boarding a plane, Jerrica is visibly angry and refuses to say goodbye or kiss her mother. It would be the last time she ever sees her alive. After reading this chapter, Jerrica breaks down in tears and has pangs of regret, wishing she had said she loved her mother before she left that fateful night. And That's again, real. going back to the whole realism aspect, you know, it's just this episode is just full of things that, you know, it's just like this stuff happens in real life. Sometimes you have arguments with people you love and bad stuff happens and you can't take it back. And you have to, it's about learning how to deal with that for the rest of your life. So don't be a jerk And and about coping. I remember watching this as a kid and being like, I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to like, you know, not hug and kiss my mother and tell her I love her when she goes off on a trip. Even if I'm mad, I'm never going to not say goodbye and not let her know how much I love her. And I I learned that from watching this episode because, like, let me tell you, this was not okay. I was like, what do you mean she's dead in a plane crash? And Jerrica, and, and it's like they have that thing where, you know, it's like Jackie is standing at the top of that stairway and then they show Jerrica's face and she's, like, so mad. And then, like, it flashes and then suddenly it's, like, charred plane bits and dude's being like, I'm sorry, Mr. Bennett, but she's gone. And then Emmett Bennett like literally falls to his knees sobbing. Like he just cannot take it. And that was another thing is like, I love the portrayal of these two people as being like really in love, even though we actually don't kind of really see them in the same place all the time, which is odd, but I guess it's because, you know, it's, it's Emmett's diary. So he's like talking and things are playing out. Right. But yeah. it's so clear how much he loved her, you know? Well, and, that's and so even nice. in the way he, yeah, even in the way he writes about her, you know, it's, I, I thought that they did a really good job of uh, giving him voice, a unique, like, it doesn't sound like Jim is telling a story. It sounds like Jim is reading someone, or Jerrica, sorry. It sounds like Jerrica is reading someone else's words. I thought they did a really good job with that. Yeah. Kimber tries to console Jerrica and tells her there's no sense in feeling guilty as it won't change anything. Jackie knew that Jerrica loved her and nothing could ever change that. Jerrica vows to find the master tapes and to release her mother's music as a means 
of paying her back. Emmett is having a difficult time dealing with the death of his wife and doesn't feel like he can go on. But Jerrica, Kimber, and the foster girls give him a purpose. Aja pleads Emmett not to send her and Shayna away. And he tells them that he never would and treats them like they're his own daughters. And I again, this is another mm. really good scene, I thought. Yeah, it was. There's so much boohooing that's going on as <laughs> as all these scenes play out. Because, yeah, it's like, you know, because when Jerrica comes in, they're basically like, they're so afraid. They're like, we'll do everything. We'll cook and clean and whatever. And then Aja just breaks down and she's like, don't send us away. And just, it's, oh my God, yeah. so sad. But again, like, given the fact that these girls are were in the foster system for who knows how long, of course they're going to be afraid of that. Of course they're going to be mm-hmm. afraid of being Yeah, it's sent a natural reaction. they've probably been sent away before. And, you uh, know, I, n- so I never fields. mentioned it too, but after at the scene of that, plane crash you get to see a real i thought powerful moment just how emmett just collapses you know he's like clutching his head and he's just like completely devastated absolutely devastated and i like and how then they all hug him they all hug him and they're they all, all hug him they're all supporting him yeah it's tough to watch this episode without getting choked up finally we get an explanation and some backstory into synergy and the holographic AI technology that Emmett invented. Jerrica and Kimber's father came up with an idea to link music with 3D holographic images. His goal was to recreate live musical performances in anyone's living room. To complete the project, Emmett describes how he must find a secret location to complete the delicate work ahead. That's because kids keep busting all up in his office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have like 12 foster children now that are just running around just yeah. ridiculously. And Synergy didn't know how to make those fake walls yet. so That's right. So kids are just, they're busting out everywhere. But notice yeah. how Jerrica is the one who's taking care of them, even though she's like 16 at this point. Yeah. Or something like that. Although, I mean, she has Rio. They're inseparable, as Emmett says. He's like, I'm so glad because he'll take care of her. And I'm like, Emmett, you're counting on a lot from that dude. Yeah. That dude from next door. A teenager. A teenage dude from next door. Mm. Yeah. Let's talk about how Emmett Bennett was some kind of genius. Oh, and not some kind. He is a genius. Right. But I'm just like, where did it's so interesting how that just comes out of nowhere. Because, I mean, obviously we knew that he created Synergy, but he's just like some guy who's like, yeah. I have, you know, my house and my wife and she's a singer. So we started this record company and it's great. And I have some recording equipment that I made and it's awesome. And then he's like, and now I'm busting out with some NASA level mm-hmm. technology that I just invented in my garage. <laughs> well, he just seems like a, like a serial entrepreneur. He does a lot of stuff. He's a philanthropist. I mean, he's like Elon Musk. Yeah, but Elon Musk didn't build that rocket himself. No, that's true. You know? That is very true. Yeah, it's, it, it's just interesting how they treat it like it's just a sort of an outgrowth of him being like, I fiddle with things and now yeah, I was, I've created I, I was some holograms. Bored. I was bored. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Jerrica is perplexed at what has happened to the master tapes. She receives a phone call from Eric Raymond, who tells her that he is in possession of the tapes, but he must pay her $1 million to get them back. Jerrica doesn't have the money and is being blackmailed by Eric to sign over controlling interest of Starlight Music to him. If Jerrica doesn't mean 
Sorry? No, he's just an ass. <laughs> Not only that, it's like what we didn't talk about was there was a scene earlier where Eric has the misfits like digging through these boxes. And he's like, I liberated these boxes from Starlight Music when I left. And they're like, yeah, when you were fired. And when he does find the tapes, he's like, yes, now I can take my revenge on Jerrica Benton. Like he's literally only doing this to to get back at Jerrica. Yeah. Like he doesn't. And I'm like, wow, how. How petty can you be, dude? Oh, yeah. Like, he's just the pettiest yeah. ever in this entire Oh, episode. yeah, and I have some things to say about that because uh, he really, oh, my God, he really shows his true colors. I mean, I, I, I knew and everyone knows that he's this aggressive guy, that he's uh, he's a jerk and that he's a, a backstabber and he'll take any opportunity. But some the stuff, what he does, though, in this episode just is despicable. But we'll get to that. Yeah, it was pretty awful. Jerrica reads her father's diary again. In this chapter, he talks about moving Synergy to a drive-in theater that he purchased. Emmett decided to complete the work in secrecy until Synergy is complete and he's able to secure the patents for the technology. Makes sense that he would want patents for this. With Growing responsibilities at Starlight Music, Emmett hires an aggressive young assistant, Eric Raymond, of course. Jerrica took a liking to Eric at first, but Jerrica explained she was only 17 at the time and didn't know any better. I thought this was interesting that they chose to, to go with this to show that at some point, you know, before, before I guess, I'm assuming that Eric was always this way, but, you know, at some point, I guess, he sort of wooed her and that Jerrica kind of had this crush on him or some, something like that. Well, it's it actually kind of makes sense because I'm sure that Eric was very charming at first. And also, it's not completely out of the blue because I don't know if you remember all the way back to the very first episode of this entire series when they're at the funeral. Yeah, Eric kind of like moves in on Jericho. He's like, Jericho, I'm so sorry. And Rio like really pulls her away. And it's very clear that it's not just that Rio doesn't like Eric, but that there is some sort of weird sexual tension between all of them. Yeah. And, and Jericho's like polite enough to him, but Rio's like, no, get away from my woman. And so that's always been hinted. And as a matter of fact, there have been a couple times like like when they um were doing the movie thing and, and Jerrica has to come begging Eric and whatever. And then when Kimber rebels, remember how Eric, like the way that he touches her and we were all like, oh my God, that's so creepy. Like Eric has been trying to move in on these two girls since the beginning. And now we just see, you know, the very, very beginning of it that, yeah, he was trying to move in on Jerrica first and then Kimber next. But there's always been that weird sexual right. thing with them. Yeah, he's he was always a creep, but you just get to see more of it now. Yeah. And speaking of not knowing any better, apparently one summer when Rio came back from engineering school, Jerrica decided to try and make Rio jealous by flaunting Eric. This did not impress Rio. And according according to Emmett in his words, it took Jerrica two weeks to thaw him out. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very teenager thing for it her was. to do. It was. But again, yeah. it's like she has grown she's older now in the present, but has she really grown up that much? Because 
she has done this this type of stuff before and she continues to she has this split persona between Jerrica and Jem and that like her alter ego is jealous and it's like and vice versa it's like and it's just so insane to me yeah this really is you know sort of par for the course with Jerrica it's not at all surprising that she would have done something like this given how weird she is and but it's also really interesting that Rio immediately becomes the Rio we know and he's kind of jerky here but you know he has cause to be because Jerrica mm-hmm. is oh, yeah. ridiculous well, and, but he's and, also just being uh, ridiculous and, as and well Eric is the kind of guy the smugness of him you just want to punch his perfect teeth you know it's just like <laughs> in that scene too when Rio pulls up and is kind of beat up VW bug and and Eric's got the fancy car and he's clearly you know he's dressed in a nice expensive suit and he's trying to clearly show Rio that he's he's a better man than him and he and he says in that scene he goes hi kid nice car you know in a real sarcastic tone and and Eric doesn't look that much old I mean he's maybe in his 20s here so the fact that he calls like Rio a kid I mean he's just trying to belittle him which is what he tends to do. But anyway. Yeah. I mean, welcome to Eric Raymond. Toward the end of Emmett's diary, we near Synergy's completion. He programs Synergy with Jackie's music and likeness just enough to form a personality and voice pattern. He couldn't bear to make Synergy look too much like his late wife. Which was interesting. Like... So you used her as a basis, and then, I don't know, then you manipulated it. Well, he changed her appearance. Didn't he have access to other people's recordings? Does Starlight Music have this history of being just, like, one band's label? Or do no, but they I mean, have? So. And I'm getting to this in just a second, because I, I think it makes sense with what he says later, where where he says... You know, I he, he wants he wants synergy to also be a mother slash you know uh, guide and teacher to his daughters and the Starlight Girls, and so you know it would make sense that well, what better role model to have than their mom, right? It's fine. It didn't bother me that much, but I don't know. I, I guess I can also see it as like. Here's a widower, and here's a strange choice he made because he was grieving. And yeah, it's partly that too, absolutely. It's not a thing I would have done, I guess. Okay. After completing Synergy, Emmett is pleasantly surprised at how capable she is, able to recreate holograms of anything in the wrong hands. He warns that Synergy could be dangerous. Do you accidentally make something like synergy? Uh, yeah, I that part's a bit ridiculous, but okay. I feel like it's just one of those weird things. It's kind of like he was he just pulled out this random ability to create this amazing technology, and I want you to notice that he's using some of the same computers that we've seen Tech Rat use. I, mm-hmm. I feel like maybe he and Tech Rat are both Time Lords or something because they just have these computers. <laughs> that some things that can like just do things. That nobody else can do. They just pull it out of their butts, yeah. you know. Well, and how does this guy, even if, he, and... if he's rich, I mean, how does this one guy get access to these resources? Where is he getting these? Like, why? Why is he more capable of building this incredible technology 
more so than any other company or even the government. Like it's just it's a bit it's a bit crazy. What if Tech Rat is Emmett Bennett's secret son? No. Oh, it's a twist. You know what? Only when I saw that he was using the same computers that Tech Rat was using with the same like weird typing a bit like the type on them. And then he's just like lion. And then it just could create a lion. I'm like, how did it know what a lion looked like? What are the parameters? Oh, my God, it's a psychic computer. I think Tech Rat is if, if he's not Emmett Bennett's secret son, he is the inheritor of Emmett Bennett's stash of computers that aren't synergy. Yeah. Mm. With only months to live. Emmett realizes he won't be able to complete the patents on the technology that he's developed, and not even Jerrica or Kimber know what's going on with his health. He, of, of course, he doesn't actually say what he has, which is, I guess, not that important, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. Emmett's last gift to his daughters will be Synergy, who was made to be a mother, teacher, and guide, all rolled into one. There's also a scene where you they show Emmett like having things delivered to the drive-in that we know that he gave them, like random clothes and that car and stuff. Yeah, right, right. The roadster shows up. And I'm like, why didn't he just bring those things to the house? Like there's it's yeah. still a mystery as to why all of that stuff was secret from them. Hmm. He's just like, I'm just gonna buy some stuff for you guys and do, I'm gonna stash it away. Do you think that maybe he even though he never said it that maybe he did have this grand plan for his daughters to become like famous, to become rock stars, that that is part of his legacy, to give them this technology to to leverage their own talents that they already had. Like maybe that was the big plan and they just happened to sort of go with it. Well, it seems like it because isn't it in, am I getting the first episode in the comic? I haven't read it yet. I may be. So like so the comic I know for sure and I thought the first episode did like when when she finds the earrings it's like these will help you like overcome your fears basically um and so if if that's not yeah that's not in the it's first been episode so, long since, so that's definitely a comic Okay so thing. okay so I feel like the comic is maybe setting that up a little bit more or they decided to 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 change things retroactively or something but um, I, I kind of, yeah, I have, I have the impression that Eric was like, um, yeah, like, like Jerrica and, and Kimber and Aja and like, they all have this talent and they need a little push and this is what I can do for them. And he kind of orchestrated it in such a way that I think that he was waiting to give Jerrica the gym star earrings until she was ready. And kind of that's maybe why he he didn't actually get them to hers he died before he knew she would be ready does that make sense mm-hmm. also i love that the gem star earrings are in the shape of a necklace that jackie used of her to necklace wear. yeah oh i that didn't was, notice that yeah that was a really yeah. nice touch that oh i agree God, i'm gonna go cry again excuse me the final entry in emmett's diary emmett completes the gem star earrings which he plans on giving to jerica in person but if not he reprograms Synergy to reveal herself in the event of his death. Not exactly sure how that would work, but uh, anyway. All this time, Jerrica tells Synergy that she never told her who she was. Synergy explains she is no more and no less her father's gift of love. She offers to Jerrica 
if there's a way she can help to deal with Eric Raymond. But Jerrica says she must deal with Eric herself. It was really weird that she was like, how come you didn't tell us who you were? But she's like, by the way, I was made in the image of your dead mother, just so you know. Like, yeah. that's not a conversation Synergy wants to have. Synergy doesn't even have feelings, and Synergy doesn't want to have that conversation with anybody. So, I don't know, I thought that was kind of like a weird thing to say to her. Jerrica meets with Eric and demands that he hand over the master tapes. With no money and no willingness to sign over controlling interest of Starlight Music, she pleads Eric to do the right thing if he has one shred of decency left in him. If you thought Eric was simply a jerk before, in this moment he shows that he truly is without remorse or a shred of human decency. He tosses Jackie's tapes, the last and only copies, into the fire. And Jerrica watches the tapes melt before her very eyes and weeps, calling out, Mom. What a jerk And then she hit him. Seriously. And he deserved it. And also, he's the worst. And actually, I have to say, though, I think it was actually really brave. Not brave. Okay. To go, to go there? It was a good call for the show to do that because there are some other shows that would have had Eric had a change of heart at the last minute and da-da-da. Not the show. I mean, people are murdering people on this show. <laughs> we talked about that in the last episode. We're there's just folks murdering folk all the time and putting them in volcanoes and nobody has any kind of shred of decency. And so I'm glad that they showed that Eric was like, nah. And and I think it also just showed once again like how deeply petty he is. You know, he's gonna get mm-hmm. his revenge on Jerrica no matter what. And he knew, he knew that she would be like, I don't have the money, I'm not giving you controlling it, just starlight music. That's why it was revenge. You know, that's why he said he was going to get his revenge on her. So terrible. He's the worst. At Starlight Mansion, Jerrica weeps over the loss of her mother's master tapes and what she thinks is the only memory of her music. Kimber and the rest of the holograms have good news. There was a clue in Emmett's diary when he mentioned he reprogrammed Synergy with Jackie's recordings and likeness. Where would have he gotten those recordings from? Well... They have to be from the tapes. Aja makes an attempt to take Synergy apart to search for any evidence of the original recordings, which poses great th- or potential threat to Synergy because if she messes something up, Synergy could be lost forever because remember, Emmett was the only guy that designed her and he's really the only guy that could, could fix her. But two things are wrong with this. The first thing is, Synergy has schematics inside of her. They rebuilt an entire car once based on instructions from Synergy. Shouldn't Synergy have some instructions of her own on how she works? Oh, absolutely. That's crazy to me that he didn't have some kind of backup plan. So there's that. But also there's this assertion that Aja makes that, you know, the recordings must be in there, but they're so deep in the memory Synergy doesn't even know that they're there. And I'm like, that is not how computers work. Like, there's literally not memory that the computer can't access. <laughs> She's like, and why take the whole damn computer apart to search a database? That makes no sense. Yeah, Synergy was built strangely. I just don't think the, the writer right, with understood computers. RAM, like in the back underneath. 
that she didn't That's have like saying I, to. I got to search for a file on my computer. I'll just rip it apart and look in the motherboard for it. It's like, okay. Great. <laughs> While searching Synergy's database, they find a list of what looks like song titles, including one called Starbright. Sorry, not Starbright. Starlight, which is a Jackie Benton song, of course, and we get a music video by her. And I really like this. There are only two songs in this episode. I did too. But this is again, I think this is a really touching song. Yep, I liked it. I love this song and I cry every time I hear it. Yeah, it's sad. It is really sad because like you see all these awesome, you know, scenes of Jackie being a great mom and it's like scenes with both like her and Kimber and her and Jericho, but also her and Shayna and her and Aja. And then they cut to, you know, them as adults standing there with tears in their eyes as they like Yeah, they're crying in the memories. video. And then like there's that last moment where, you know, she brings them all together as little girls and then it like fades into them as adult women and I weep every time. It uh this is it's this is like the the best part of this show is these moments and these songs. Mhm. And I like that they left it really like understated, right? It was all about her singing the song and her children remembering and reacting to it. And it was just it was it was simple and really beautiful, I thought. It was a great tribute, I guess. Yeah, not much else to to add for me other than I uh, just kind of left with a general sense of ennui at the end of this episode. But it's okay because they released Jackie's album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Lindsay mm-hmm. covers it. It's yeah, it's Jerica great. apologizes to Rio. Yeah, let's actually get to that. So we just wrapped this episode here at a release party for Jackie Benton's album, which, again, is it's a great way of really celebrating her accomplishments. And Jerrica apologizes to Rio for the stunt she pulled all those years ago, even though Rio says, I think he says he didn't even remember it or he had long forgotten about it or something like that, but he put it behind him anyway. Mm-hmm. Sure he did. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something, though. So it's it's funny because what he says to her is something like, well, if there's any man that I don't. So if there's one thing to, that I'm not worried about, it's losing you to Eric. Right. And then she says to him or to any any other man or to anyone else. And I'm like, honey, in a few episodes, that's going to become a lie. So why do you even say that? <laughs> oh, Jerrica's got problems. She needs therapy. I got to I got to say that is. Ugh. The show ends on a happy and beautiful note because after Jerrica and Rio have their ridiculous conversation, the other holograms look at them and they're like, oh, and then they turn to each other with their glasses that they have in their hands and they and they toast to friendship, just like t- Jackie taught them to do. And that's the last line of the Aww. episode. And that yeah, is a beautiful cute. moment. And that is why this is one of the best episodes of Gem of the Holograms ever. I agree. This would be in definitely the top of best episodes. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. And I feel that this helps recover, you know, as we get to the tail end of the season now, because I think we're only, what, two episodes away because we have a, a two-parter to close this, right? Yeah. And I feel that this is somewhat 
recovered a lot of the bad episodes and unevenness that we've had in season two. So it kind of makes me feel better that we're ending on a good note. Well, I'm a Star Trek fan and Star Trek is super uneven. Oh, it yeah. Has, oh, it, yeah. The lows are super, super low. Super, super, super low. Yeah, especially we're talking about Next Generation. Yeah, but the highs are amazing. Yeah. And I kind of feel the same about this show. Like, I'm willing to forgive a lot because the good episodes, I feel, are really, really good, but... You know, I'm 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 going to point out the bad ones, too. <laughs> so but yeah, I can I can stay tuned for more of this. Get off my bridge. <laughs> Come back later. I'm not dressed properly. <laughs> Children are not allowed on my bridge. You've been listening to the Gemcast on Hologram Radio. I'm Alex Knight here with Aline Sims. And you can find all of her writing at Aline Mean dot com you can follow her on twitter at aline that's a-l-e-e-n and check out her podcast on relay.fm forward slash l-t-o-e that stands for less than or equal podcast that she does every week and you can check it out in your favorite podcast player of choice and Kate tempest bradford all of your writing links to your social media video stuff is on ktempestbradford.com And uh, if you haven't yet, you should really check out Tempest's new podcast called The Right Gear, which is a show about writers for writers, about all the tools and technology they use, including interviews with awesome creative people, usually writers themselves. That is available on this network at hologramradio.org forward slash The Right Gear or in iTunes or whatever podcast player on Android, iPhone, whatever platform you prefer to use. You can follow her on Twitter at Tiny Tempest as well. And to show your support for this show, please go to patreon.com forward slash hologram radio and join all the lovely other people that have decided to donate on a monthly basis. Even if it's just a dollar a month, it really does make a difference. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes to ensure you get every new episode each and every week. And please do leave us a rating. If you do that, It not only helps us out and other people find the show, but we will give you a shout out on this episode. Well, not on this episode, but on a future episode, if we find you've left a review, we will mention your name and thank you personally. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. We're at Gem Podcast and also under the same name on Facebook. And you can follow us everywhere else if you'd like to. Check out all the other podcasts that we have here, Hologram Radio on Twitter on Facebook, Hologram Radio, Instagram, Hologram Radio Shows, and for feedback the old-fashioned way, email, yes, email, at gemcast at hologramradio.org, and that goes to all three of us, so don't be shy. Until next week, show's over, Synergy.